WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, so uh, we changed the grading system. It's a little bit uh, more similar to what we did in Green Bay. Um, the, the previous Patriot system was more, this is what the role is, and this is more kind of value-based. So I think it, it makes it a lot easier for scouts to rate guys and, and put them in a stack of, like, this guy's the best, this guy's the worst, and, and everything in between falls into place rather than sort of more nuanced approaches. I, I just think it makes it, it, it accounts value better, and it also makes it easier for the scouts in the fall as well as in the spring to determine where guys will get drafted. That was Elliot Wolf from the Combine today. This is hour number three of the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart, WEEI, and uh, kind of out with the old in many ways, in with the new for the Patriots as Elliot Wolf's had a couple of spots prior to being in New England when he joined the uh, staff in 2022, but uh, was with the Packers for a long time, a couple years with the Browns, and wants to trade, uh, change the... Uh, the grading system yeah. for prospects, which I think they had to do. I don't think you wouldn't get rid of Bill and then be like, hey, uh, let's just try to do the same stuff that Bill was doing. Like, I think this is kind of an obvious thing, but he kind of went into detail on it. I thought it was refreshing for him to sort of give you a little peek behind the curtain as to what they're trying to do. And not to bully Andy Gresh, but he's a big boy. He can take <laughs> care of himself. Sure can. This is where I push back on him because his argument late in the season was if you get rid of Bill, you got to get rid of everybody. Because anybody who's connected to Bill, you got to get rid of the whole damn thing. And I said, no, I think there are people that are younger with fresh ideas or yeah. like to put their own spin on things. And this is a perfect example. He worked under Bill Belichick. He worked under his dad. Now, obviously, I can see why he might tend to sway toward his father's system just because, you know, he's his dad. Like, Yeah. But also the idea that it is simpler. And we've heard plenty of complaints over the Patriots scouting process over the years, whether Bill's changing grades, Bill's swooping in and usurping people and just kind of making his own decision with his own information, whether they were archaic. Now, I push back a little bit on that, not as passionately as Stiz pushed back because he uh, got his Patriot panties in a bunch back there a little yep. bit with the well, uh, barbs, the, Bill, right? the strays hitting Bill Belichick's uh, legend around here. Bunch yep. of babies. <laughs> wow. Babies. Well, a lot of the players might be. I just think it's... You gotta Is Matthew Slater a baby? you got to adapt for the times. He's not here anymore. No, but he called it brutal. Oh, Matthew Slater did. Yeah. Yeah. So... Brutal is, uh, yeah. Well, it's brutal when baby? You're, it's brutal when you're losing. Yeah, everything's brutal. No, when I you're think losing. it was brutal when it was winning at times. Yeah, no, and you're that's right. Probably right. Argument, but then like, you kind of move on. You know, we didn't even have fun. We didn't even get to celebrate. You know, remember when everybody pushed back on Lane Johnson when he said they don't have fun there, and now everybody's I realizing they didn't really have any fun there. Well, and you also remember when Lane Johnson said that he was teammates with Garrett Blunt and Chris Long, yes. so he had heard all about it. And it's okay. I keep going back to mm-hmm. Bill always acknowledged. I'm a tough guy to play for. This is a tough place to play. Sure like, that's how yeah. we go about business. We are business-like. We're not screwing around. Like That is not their world. Even when you talk about his personality and people are like, oh, he's sneaky funny. It's a dry sense of humor. It's shots. It's mm-hmm. it's not like he's old school. pranks and laugh out loud. Yeah, he's a little old school, and now it's new school. The year's 2024. Old school is out. There's not a lot of old school anywhere in anything, is there? Uh, no. Anywhere I mean, in the I... world. Where's old school taking over? What is the... Best example of old school success here now, 2024, anywhere. 
it's got to come back around in some f- What's old way. school? I don't know. Fashion? I guess Keith may, yeah, like maybe fashion and like, you know, I'm not saying that they're success, but they're always trying to borrow old ideas, whether it's remaking old movies. Yeah, they say or, movies. Like, what was Seth Rollins wearing in the ring last night? Seth Rollins? Wide pants? No, I didn't, but Seth Rollins are ridiculous. Really, I don't understand what his gimmick is. Seth Rollins just wears outrageous stuff and does like a weird laugh. But yeah. Like, what is that? Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. I'll be so, honest. He, he had a whole thing with... Um, he can get uh, away with it because he's a really good wrestler, but like I don't know what his deal is. I didn't get it last night. Yeah. They were going back and forth talking, and I didn't understand the whole point of like a five-minute <laughs> interview back and forth conversation. Lost. Lost anyway, in the sauce. So you don't have anything where old school is, is kicking butt. Right now, I can't think of anything. Stiz can't think of anything. So... New age works. New age yeah. is where we're going. I'm not saying it always. We'll look at the, the coaching BLN hires though. this off this off season. It's all young guys now. Yeah, half of them the at league. least are probably going to flame out. But whatever, that's what they're doing. The teams don't want to miss out on that next. But old young guys coach. flame out too. Uh, Ask Fourier. Oh, yeah. Joe Gibbs sucked when he came back to the Redskins. Yeah. Like no. you can go retread, you know, old guy, and he can flame out. Yep. So. I do understand Stiz's passion, pushing back. Sure. But I also understand what Elliot Wolf is doing yep. and why they are doing it. Some of it I do think is intentional. It is it is putting on a show for fans, putting on a show for media, putting on a show for players. Yeah. It's not your same old New England. We're changing. I mean, we how many times have we here for years like yeah, I could go to New England and play for like 5 bucks or something. Like they want perception of yeah. what is in New England to change. Why do they need to do that? Cuz Tom Brady's gone. He drew people. Bill Belichick's gone. He drew people. And winning is gone. That certainly drew people. The three biggest draws that you had as a as a team and as a franchise are gone. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta spend money. Drake May was on with Adam Schefter yesterday. We were playing that, talking about New England, and what he brings up is the goat and like all the winning. And he's like, well, they have had some rough years or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a whole new thing. Here was Elliot Wolf on what his pitch to free agents would be. Yeah, I would say our pitch to free agents is, you know, this is a new program and we're we're heading in the right direction. It's a new era. We have leadership with Gerard Mayo that is going to be tremendous. Like he's, he's just an unbelievable leader and developer of people. And I think that, you know, as we move forward with the new offense and defense, like it's going to be, it's going to be pretty special and exciting here. I don't want to be a he's devil's trying. advocate. Yeah, he's trying. Who are the people that Gerard has developed? Uh, they work for Putnam. I mean, it, maybe I don't know. Honestly, I, I would know. like examples. I would. That's a great feature story idea yeah. for somebody other than me to run down and try. <laughs> like. Who did he hire? Who did he develop? Yeah. How did he run meetings? Like, because did he have a? Uh, he's a, a leader hand. of men, right? We hear that. He's did a he have a hand at all in like Demarcus Covington's rise through the defensive ranks? Maybe. I don't know the answer. I'm saying, d- does he? Maybe. I don't know. But like, do you, I, do you I, think, I need more on. Do that. you think Elliot has examples, or do you think that's an example of him just being like, I, I'm just selling, I'm shining this up a little bit? Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's an idea. It's a political sales job. It's it's a theoretical. But honestly, like, and I'm not saying he can't develop people. He right. may develop. We may look at this because that's obviously a black mark against Bill Belichick. One area mm-hmm. Gerard Mayo could absolutely blow Bill Belichick out of the water is development of assistant coaches. Like he may send Demarcus Covington on, and he becomes a great head coach somewhere. And all these yeah, other right. guys in three to the five Mayo years, coaching tree maybe has a right? decent chance. If you have one hit, all of a sudden you have a better tree. Yeah, right. There's that. So if he's truly yeah, a developer right of people, we may see that, and maybe he'd. I'd like to see players. I, even Jawan Bentley, if you want to tell me yeah. I, I came here as a X, Y, and Z. Jawan and Tavai? 
Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I just want a little more rather than just saying, because I do, I think we're living in cliches with some of this. All right. The which corporate I think culture cliches. A question like that usually does lead to cliches, but let's say you, you're on the spot and they in the Patriots have not won a playoff game since 2018. They had four wins a year ago. Belichick gone. Brady long gone. How do you sell the Patriots to a free agent? Cha and Ching. We'll pay you the most money. We have a hundred yep. million dollars. So wherever your highest offer is, I'll give you that plus a million. And I think Elliot Wolf knows that's the right answer. You don't want to say it. He can't because he was asked about Gerard Mayo's burning cash comment, which he made on the Greg Hill show right here on WEEI. And this was Elliot Wolf's response to that. Uh, we're going to aggressively try to help the team uh, take that however you want it, but we will we will try to do what's right, whether that means. Spending or saving will TBD. I'm sorry, saving? You say saving? What is this? Me, my family budget? Like, we need a rainy day fund. We're going to sock a little away. No, he's here. Like, we found a high yield savings account. Or, like, why? What about the team this upcoming season? So they've been at the bottom of the league in real cash spending for multiple seasons. And now you might save money? What does that saving? even mean? What are you saving it for? We're gonna be a big. It. We're gonna be players next year. It's like, why don't you be players this year? Now, that's where I, I don't do, like saving. I don't understand. Can you spend money. it wisely? Can you spend it productively? Uh, this is a little bit where I compare it to my wife going grocery shopping. Sometimes she goes to the grocery store and I yeah. see the slip. It's like two hundred eighty-five bucks. Oh, that's low. And you like open the <laughs> fridge and you're like, I don't. Know, I'm how do we not have food? Yeah. How did you spend two hundred and eighty dollars and we don't have it's all food? For the kids, they're vacuums. It's that is true. That is what it is. But it's also the price of goods. Things being overpriced, you pay yeah. for stuff that you don't really get return on investment for. And I don't want to spend money just to say, well, we burn cash. You guys wanted me to spend cash. I spend cash. Like, I don't want to overpay for guys. No, like, it is. It's Tyron very Smith to, It's very is similar to the Red Sox. But, Would you give Tyron Smith a boatload of money as uh, a 30-X-year-old tackle? I might if I lose out on Wenu and I and I'm, well, I I don't want to if we're burning cash burn someone on Wenu you just said you want to yeah. treat people right that's the other comment uh, do you have that true. queued up uh, treat people right comment yeah the the Packer way oh oh actually I think I might have the uh, the Packer way because the Packer way comment no I, I think uh, I think the scouting process that you know that I grew up with that Brian Gutekunst continues to to em- employ is has been really good and you know they've been able fortunate enough to. To you know, sit sit Rogers and sit Love for a year that and that that's been able to help them. I wouldn't say that that applies to every quarterback, but it certainly helps them. So, was that not it? No. Yeah, I wasn't listening, but that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, was it? Did he talk about one? the Packer way in terms maybe? of quarterback specifically? No. no. All right. Anyway, I don't know. I don't so know. in the Packer way, he said draft, develop, yep. resign, and then he said something like honest, something treat people right. And I think some people like Stiz, the pouty pants. He took that as a shot at Belichick. I don't take it as that in the sense of like, oh, Belichick was mean to people and he didn't treat people right. I took it as we'll treat pay you. people you're right, good, Jacoby we'll pay Myers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah. not let Jacoby Myers I think walk it's more out of that town. Yeah. Do not let Mike Onwenu walk out of town for a million bucks. Don't get all value-based to the point where, well... You know, he wanted a million more, so good luck in L.A. We'll sign Juju. No, I don't, don't think do that. And that I yeah. like. Well, that's also going back to the Packers for a minute. They didn't sign free agents for a while. Yes. So if you didn't sign your own guys, how are you going to field the team? You're going to draft and develop. You're going to draft a lot of guys. See, and, and so I like that framework yeah. for a plan. I'm good with that. I like keeping your own guys, assuming they're worth 
being kept. Well, that's why I only think they only have two or three guys that are really worth being kept. Kyle Duggar is. As I'm saying, two or Mike three. Mike Onwenu, yeah. Anthony Jennings. Oh, yeah, I guess Jennings. Now, Hunter Henry is in a draft and develop, but I think no. he's worth being kept. Yeah, if they Kendrick back, Bourne. If they brought back those all those guys, four or five guys. And you only have like 10 million left? You got. You can't do it. You can't do it that way. Right, you because need, you need fresh everybody blood. is banking on fresh blood. Everybody's banking on, I think, a pass catcher from outside the building. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. A pa- you know, Ridley, Calvin Ridley, the 34th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they're – actually, I think a lot of people want multiple pass catchers from outside the building. Yeah, I would. I, I, I would, sure too. Would. So this is going to be an interesting watch, and we talked about it earlier. It comes on the heels of the Boston Red Sox – full throttling down to absolutely doing nothing. And the Patriots, fair or not, are going to be tied to the Red Sox lack of spending and lack of fulfilling their promises. And then the awkward, what was it? I, I could have said that more artfully. I didn't mean that in the sense <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, no, he, he screwed that up. If Gerard Mayo in a month mm-hmm. or two months is doing a press conference and saying, I, I probably could have said that better. I didn't mean we were going to spend a yeah, lot of money. Not ideal. I meant we were going to save it. What? Burning cash no, is not saving money. No, we want money. you to burn cash. Burn cash is a great yes. line, and we need you to burn cash. Why have we, why have we walked that back? Uh, maybe because the person who has the cash doesn't want to burn the cash. Perhaps. Maybe it wasn't just Bill Belichick that wanted so to. So Gerard's uh, not getting what he wants. Uh, well, we'll see. So we have our first divide in the Patriots, We will see. Uh, we haven't offices. gotten there yet. We'll see what the what the roster looks like before the season begins. You guys can weigh in at 617-779-7937. A lot in there from the Elliot Wolf press conference today at the Combine. Uh, we have Tier Tuesday coming up. It'll be Patriots related. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with what's trending now. The Bruins ended their West Coast trip with another overtime loss last night in Seattle, losing to the Kraken 3-4. The Bruins have played in 22 overtime periods this season. They've only won eight of those games. Even though the Bruins didn't get the dub, Marchand had another milestone in his career with his assist on Charlie Coyle's tying goal. Marchand moved into sole possession of seventh place on the Bruins' all-time list. Bruins will be back on the ice Thursday night when they'll host Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights. Puck drops at 7 p.m. from the Garden. The Celtics, they are looking to make it nine straight tonight. Sorry. They're home hosting the 76ers. They tipped off a little under an hour ago at 7.30. Right now, seven minutes left in the second quarter. Celtics up 40-39. to Celtics have a clean injury report. Philly's been struggling without Joel Embiid. Philly's lost seven of their last ten games uh, going into tonight's game. Patriots director of scouting, Elliot Wolf, he spoke with the media today at the Combine in Indy. Wolf had a few interesting comments. He expressed his desire to keep offensive tackle Mike Onwenu and safety Kyle Duggar heading towards free agency. In regards to their quarterback and draft pick, Wolf said, quote, Like any position, we're going to evaluate their strengths and weaknesses to determine who fits for us. And at the end of the day, somebody has to make that pick, and that will be myself. Red Sox spring training continued today. The Sox finished with a 3-3 tie against the Cardinals. They will play the Nationals tomorrow. First pitch at 105. 
You can catch that game on WEI 850 AM. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key Show, including Tear Tuesday, coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they prefer to stay out of football, but um, they're, they've been very supportive of Gerard and, and myself and, and Matt and... You know, anything we need, we've got in, in a lot of ways. So um, I think they have opinions, which they'll share. But ultimately, it's it's down to Gerard and I. Well, that was Elliot Wolf. The director of player scouting for the New England Patriots. Director of scouting. The, I'm sorry. Director of scouting for the yes. New England Patriots. That is, is still his role. But he spoke. About 15, 16 minutes uh, to the media today, then did sort of like a off-the-podium kind of yeah. Q&A, and then talked to the guys at Patriots.com. But big week for the Patriots, big week for every team, but especially if you're picking at the top of the draft, which the Patriots are. And that was him answering a question about the involvement of the crafts, which mm. is certainly a hot-button issue right now. Uh, I think many fans, too, from what I gather, are looking at the dynasty and some of the examples from the dynasty and Robert either not stepping in or stepping in as related to, uh, you know, drafts with Bill Parcells or, you know, bringing Drew Bledsoe back in and replacing Tom Brady, even though that didn't happen. He still met with Drew sort of without the coach, like all these different things. And people are trying to apply it to today and be like, what's what's going on? What is what are their roles going to be? And that sort of leads us into our tier Tuesday uh, for tonight where power structure of the New England Patriots. Like who is it's a good idea. Truly in control. Somebody came up with it on this show and I won't Stiz. tell you who. I won't tell you who. Stiz. But Stiz is the brains behind this operation. Yeah. First off, before we get into that, the uh, answer from Elliot Wolf there. What did you make of that? That was thinking about it and trying to. In its totality, I think that was his only bad answer, and it wasn't a bad answer until the end. Well, I the saving money—the nice saving money—I don't think was a great answer. Um, I think that wait, was, but well, the right. saving money may just be true, and it may be a more successful plan. Okay. This was chumming the water for sharks that are out there. You know, there are sharks out there that want to pounce on Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, meddling owners, all of those things. Yep, and. This, if he had just stopped at, they stay out of football, they give us everything we need. Right? Good yeah, answer. Yeah, I mean, they, they they prefer to stay out of football, but. Good. <laughs> All right, next question. And what else but, do they give you? Um, they're, they've been very supportive. Yeah, of I like that. Supportive is very good. And myself and, and Matt and, you know, Uh-oh. anything we need. Anything we need? Good. Yeah, perfect. Anything you need? What do you Are need? Are we done here? And next question. What do you need? Coffee? Yep. What do you need? A anything sandwich? Need. What do you have? we've got in, in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. In a lot of ways. A lot of ways. Not all ways. Limos. Yeah, but if you say in a lot of ways, doesn't that imply not all the ways? Uh, or do you think it does? No, I think in a lot of ways. Okay, a lot of ways. Uh, you, you nitpicking what for I've negativity. Wanted. If you say I've gotten what I've wanted in a lot of ways, yeah, there are I things I could. haven't gotten what I wanted. You're right. I feel The like way you say it like that, when you think about it, in a lot of ways, I've loved yeah. my life. In no, a like, lot of ways, I haven't. <laughs> 
Be specific. Uh, like like the the dynasty, like the the the, the documentary series. I really like in a lot of ways. Yeah. Now some other things are clearly there's other left guys to be desired. Yeah, yeah. But so that was to me sort that's of that's where it started to go wrong. Yes, that's where it started to turn into like I can't shut off what I'm really thinking, and I have other thoughts, and this is what I'm also going to say. Um, I think they have opinions which they'll share, but ultimately it's it's down to Gerard and I. Mm. Is it though? Mm. Is it though? Did we need to. They have opinions which they will share. When powerful people share their opinions, yeah. they influence the opinions of others. Right. It's very simple. Yeah. Anything, whether it's your boss, your wife, your mother, well, whoever it is, people that have power <laughs> over you, yep. influence yep. over you, yep. when they share their opinions. Like your wife or your wife or if <laughs> right. it's your wife. Uh, right. Yeah, like that's that's definitely true. And that's why nobody believed in a million years that Bill Belichick could stay and sort of lessen his control of right. the roster because even if he's in the room and he's like, yeah, I know I'm an equal vote now and we all each have one, but I really want to trade down. Hey, Matt, don't you want to trade down? He's like, yeah, I guess I kind of do want to trade down. Mm-hmm. Elliot, yeah, yeah, trading down is probably the way to go. And it's like suddenly there's this big domino effect because right. you have the guy that everybody's used to saying that. Group and- think. So this is where it's going to be pretty fascinating because – Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft, I'm sure, have had very strong opinions throughout their entire ownership. Uh, we know Robert voiced those opinions much more early in the run. Bill Parcells left in large part because of that. Then things changed with with Belichick. Not that he didn't speak up, but Bill had so much early success that, all right, I'll probably let Bill run it the way that he wants to run it. And now the team is, is you know, who, who are you banking on? Uh, Elliot Wolf's track record, Gerard Mayo's track record, uh, even Matt Crow, like who who are you banking on right now? So that's maybe where the non-football guys kind of weigh in a little bit more. Yeah, so he he definitely chummed the water a little bit for doubters or yeah. those that want to sensationalize or yep. what, however you want to phrase it. And I do think it's not just Robert. Jonathan is dangling in the breeze. People think Jonathan is taking over a bigger role. Certainly Seth Wickersham injected Jonathan and Robin Glazer. And then it didn't help to have Robin Glazer walking down a hallway with a hammer. That was odd. I don't, you know, think? I don't think that was necessary. I don't need a lot. I can't tell you how many texts I got on from that? people about that. The two things, me being in it, yep. the, the clip, the, the little front row with me, Paul, and uh, Tom Curran. Did you get a little piece of that action? Did they, they pay you for that appearance? Nope. Should I get something? Am I in SAG now? Yeah, Stiz, you would know better than uh, any of us. Does, does Hart get a, like, should he get his likeness? Get a royalty? It's not even just his likeness. It's him. Should he get some some cheddar for that? Might be um, fair use. Fair yeah, use. I'm in public, yeah, right? Fair, fair use. use. I don't know what that means. So here's what I think. You and, know and, what that means? It, uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. I, like, I probably got emails on it. No, this is right. He's probably right. I, I, fair I, use. I should probably get probably read up on I my didn't emails. plagiarize. I fair used. <laughs> <laughs> fair used the whole thing. I just, for a, a, a documentary, like I've watched a million documentaries. I love these true, I'm one of these sickos. I like the true crime oh, documentaries. Know. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's your point. So in those Sometimes you need to rely on dramatizations because they might not have film of everything. Yeah. Uh, even the Dark Side of the Ring, uh, a documentary series on these wrestlers, like you got to use some like dramatizations. For this, when you have 30,000 hours of like game footage and locker room stuff, I don't need you to recreate anything. I just need the people sitting down in their little testimonials and then back to locker room footage that we haven't seen or war room footage or the sweet, sweet game footage. 
I don't need Ernie Adams in his car driving around in a fake snowstorm or Robin Glazer swinging a hammer, walking and like picking up pieces of tape. High heels in a dress, picking up pieces of tape. I thought that was actually a cool story that like that her first day was right after Spygate and she was right there handling the broken tapes. But like her walking down the hallway was bizarre. Very. And they leave that in. Uh, actually, and, Ellie- and, and important, I feel like in the timeline, like if this had played out differently and this documentary is 20 years from now or five years earlier, whatever. But now when her name was injected into the conscience of Patriot Nation yeah. by Seth Wickersham and immediately people were like, who is she and what is she doing? Oh, I think she's been working there for a long forever. time. And Not I think forever, but a long time. But most Patriots fans a month ago wouldn't have even well, known her Patriots name. Patriots fans wouldn't know a lot of people that work for the Patriots. Including Andy Hart. Oh, That's hurtful. <laughs> Are we tearing? Uh, but let me just play this. Well, yeah, but there's like five names. So let me just let me. You do this, and then we got to rush at the end. This was Elliot we Wolf. We got to name the tears, remember? That takes a while sometimes. That's a good point. All right, here's Elliot Wolf quickly uh, from his Q&A today about Robin Glazer. Yeah, Robin's been a good resource for everyone. Um, she continues in her role as, uh, as chief legal counsel, and uh, she's been helpful uh, with some of the day-to-day behind-the-scenes things that need to get taken care of. It's vague. Yeah. It's vague, but that's what it is. Now, she's been forever like lead counsel. So that's like an on-the-record yeah, lawyer, yeah, yeah. lead that's counsel, her, yeah. liaison with the league. I think I've told you this. Like, I know for a fact like she's part of the point person, personnel, email, you know, Jonathan Kraft, Robert Kraft, yeah. Bill Belichick, yeah. Robin Glazer. And then she distributes it to people throughout the organization, mm-hmm. whatever. Now, I had been told sort of in the transitional process there was some desire by some, like she might become almost a Bears type, uh, you know, head coach, assistant, handler. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's come to fruition. Okay. Um, my understanding is he has an assistant. Bobby Brown was bought, brought back into the organization. Nice. Not not Bobby Brown. Oh, Bobby Brown. Right. Well, anyway. um, but, and he's handling the, helping the head coach in some, you know, person personal matters like yeah. dealing. But I don't think Gerard is going to have a, a Bears. Like, gotcha. you know, Bears was always with Bill. Oh, yeah. Gerard is not going to have that. He's not going to have like, a personal handler where if you want to talk to to Gerard, you have to go to yeah. Bears first. You'd so. probably just go talk to him. He's a man. Yeah, he, right. He's a man, he's damn a, it. That's he's, right. not, he's not 40. Uh, <laughs> no, he is not. It is going to be a little while. All right, so power structure for the Patriots. And let's, you want to talk, like, you know, who's in charge of the number three pick or, like, who's in charge of free agency? How do you want to frame this? No, just overall power. Power. Yoke. All right, yoke. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah, is that not what they call it? Or Okay. All right. Yoke? Like yeah. in an egg? Yeah, I don't know. One of those things I just say. I don't know what it means. Mm, I don't know. All right. So uh? Robert Kraft is clearly on the top tier. Yes. Like without a doubt. Yeah. 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 Now, what are we calling that? Um, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Let's call that the Bill Belichick tier. The Bill Belichick tier. That could rub people the wrong way yeah, down like, there. I'm very confused. Yeah, the Bill Belichick tier is Robert Kraft, and I would say only Robert Kraft. Correct. All right. Tier two. Today. Is uh, tier Tuesday. Off and running. Flying high. I I would probably go Jonathan Kraft. So there's an argument to be made for that. Yeah. We can hash this out. Yeah, yeah. I think there's an argument to be made for Elliot Wolf told you he's running the Patriots. Okay. I think there's the number three pick, if he's really making the pick, if he is the final say in personnel matters, if you believe that. Now, I don't know if you believe that. So let's for, for a very specific example, let's say that Elliot Wolf does all these interviews, does all the draft process, and as they're getting closer, I'm sure both Robert and Jonathan are like, all right, what are you thinking? What are you, like, what's the plan? And he's like, you know what? I just... 
I think the best thing we do is trade down. Like we trade down. Uh, we got an offer here from the Vikings, and we're going to trade down. And the crafts are so dead set on a quarterback. Yeah. What if Jonathan's like, no, I think we just take the quarterback. How about? How about hear me out here? Yeah. How about, we'll take the quarterback. How about actually? That's a great plan, which we're not going to do. And let's think about the quarterback. Like, do you think Jonathan could pull that off? Absolutely. Yeah. Or Robert could tell Jonathan. Or Robert. Yeah. Sit down. We hired these people to do a job. Also that's true. That's why he's in the Bill Belichick. Chair. Also true. So could could Jonathan Kraft and Elliot Wolf actually be on the same level? That's kind of where I'm putting. And then right, and then that way Robert has to break the tie, and wouldn't he probably side with Jonathan? Or no, maybe not. Well, I don't know. It no, depends. maybe not. You know what? Maybe not. I have a lot of faith in Robert Kraft's experiences. I really do. Yeah, yeah. And I know people again. When you praise Robert, I feel like you become a homer or you honk or you blah, blah, blah. Oh, he was your boss and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's done a really good job mm-hmm. for the most part for three-plus decades. Yeah. That's not easy. No. In professional no. sports in New England with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Bill, yeah. Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, you could argue, are two of the most difficult coaches to get along with in the history of football. I would probably say they're in their own tier. He went to Super Bowls <laughs> with both. Yeah. So, yeah. like, doesn't he deserve something for that? Now, I know. Although he, one left during the first Super Bowl because of him. But, yeah. He, that guy left a lot of places. <laughs> he left everywhere he ever was. Right. So, that's my point. Listen, I'm, I, I'll take Kraft over uh, Parcells, the way Parcells dealt with everything. I will. But uh, So, are we putting Jonathan? And Elliot Wolf on the same tier. I like it. Yeah, so do I. Um, one thing I did want to just throw out there. You don't need – if your little, like, meetings take place, uh, we're getting closer – I would like to know, do Elliot and Gerard meet with the Crafts together mm. or separately? Because I think that would be telling. If they're sitting there and they're debating each other, having conversations in front of each other with the Crafts, yeah. I think that's one sort of power structure that I actually would like. Um, if they're meeting separately and now you're taking barbs, it's almost like when you recruit a player. Well, the, listen, I'm I mean, anti-recruiting the others. Yeah. Oh, BC's interested? You don't want to go to BC. It's lame. It's this. It's like, oh, like they're like debating each other, or is like, he, like they're p- doing uh, poking holes in Gerard's argument, or poking holes in Elliot's argument. I'd rather they sit in front of the the owners, yeah, share their information, and if that to, that to me is collaborative, they you don't want to be collaborative. Yeah, that would be collaborative. Now we also won't know the answer to this because I don't think we'll ever get a real truthful answer. But if Elliot Wolf was allowed a full head coach search, would he have chosen Gerard Mayo? Um, well, that would tie into his comments today about he's a, he's a, what do you say? Leader person? and, uh, like, uh, developer can, of men, developer yeah. of people, yeah. developer of people. I think of something like that. We have leadership with Gerard Mayo that is going to be tremendous. Like he's, he's just an unbelievable leader and developer of people. And I think that, you know, as we move forward with the new offense and defense, like it's going to be, it's going to be pretty special and exciting here. Now, admittedly, this might be a little bit of uh, nitpicking, but when you say unbelievable and tremendous in such c- close proximity, I think you're laying it on a little thick. Yeah. So I think he was going up, he was shining up a little much. It's tough because. It's like he, when people say somebody works hard and is a hard worker. Yeah. Well, you said that. That's what like Devin McCourty <laughs> would say about Nikhil Harry. Remember yeah. email or uh, talking to him about it. You but, lie. But, uh. He might because he overlaps with a few of these guys that are here. Some of the coaching staff he definitely knows. And so he was uh, in the front office when Gerard Mayo was a coach here. So, like, hypothetically, Elliot Wolf got the job in uh, Atlanta or, you know, Vegas or something. There's a chance that he brings Mayo there. Maybe that's exactly who he wants. Like, so I'm definitely open to that possibility. 
But there's also one where he's like, nah, I had other guys in mind. And that's why... If, and he's been other places, so he probably has other That's what I'm saying. So if Mayo was legit his choice, I think, going back to your question, I bet their meetings are all together. But if Mayo was like, yeah, he's good, but not really the guy, I wouldn't be surprised if Wolf and Mayo meet separately with Kraft. Yeah, I don't love that as much. That yeah. doesn't feel collaborative to me. Would you say on that third tier down? Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo. And probably by himself. I mean, the other candidates that we even have on here to discuss would be... Well, where's Matt Grow? Matt Grow, Alex Van Pelt. The offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, who's like a senior offensive assistant. advisor or assistant, senior of offensive assistant. DeMarcus I was Covington, if you want, D coordinator, but I would put Matt Grow with um, Mayo? Gerard Mayo. Yeah. And this is going to sound stupid. Okay. Well, don't. <laughs> Why are you starting warning us now? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Should have been before the show. <laughs> um, Alex Van Pelt. Hmm. What's his What's his specialty? Uh, apparently, quarterbacks. Okay, what do they need? Quarterback. What are they taking? Number three, maybe. Quarterback. Yeah, he should have a so little bit of a say. if they succeed in that, he has say and he develops yeah. it. If Gerard Mayo's a developer of people, I'm asking Alex Van Pelt to be a developer of a quarterback. Like if, sorry. If so, he screws the pooch, we're, there, the others in that, that list will be losing their jobs, maybe because of him. He might be more powerful. I might need to move him up. Van Pelt? Yeah. So if you're Elliot Wolf and you're asking somebody else's opinion of the quarterbacks, whose do you value more, Gerard Mayo's or Alex Van Pelt's? Alex Van Pelt. Not the head coach? No, the guy who's been around quarterbacks oh. his whole life, played quarterback in the NFL, just coached five quarterbacks to the playoffs Gerard and Mayo wins. played against a lot of quarterbacks. And he's actually that the theory head doesn't coach. work. We learned that with <laughs> he's Matt Patricia, the head coach. Watching offense is not knowing offense. All right, played against quarterbacks as well. It doesn't matter. Watching right. offense is not knowing offense. Right. But like playing against offense does, is not knowing does offense. Van Pelt seem like he's going to be here for the long term. Yes. <laughs> what I'm is not that say- noise. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know if the offense <laughs> is like the 18th best offense for three straight years. Like, you're not going to upgrade. Offensive coordinators well, they might. All of them might not be here for the long term. No, I This true. is three years at best. If I were them, I would not be taking out more than three-year leases on things. No, but my my theory all along is that Gerard Mayo is going to last longer than three years, but everybody else around him outside of the Crafts could be gone. Because okay. I think Kraft loves Thunder, or I'm sorry, Mayo loves Thunder so much that he's going to be the one that's like, well, it's not his fault. Ah, Van Pelt wasn't the right guy, or Elliot Wolf wasn't the right guy, or Covington wasn't the right guy. For how many years? I would say he's here at least four years. So an 82-year-old man is going to give a bad coach four years. I don't think he's ever going to think he's a bad coach. Like, unless it's, like, glaring. I think he's what if gonna... they lose? Well, the players weren't right. Elliot Wolf's fault. Oh. Was or Alex Van Pelt's fault. The offense is bad. So it was Assuming... all Bill's fault, and now none of it's Mayo's fault. Is well, that how this is going to work? Yeah, because Mayo's not drafting the players. Bill Belichick drafted the players. Bill it was Belichick... collaborative. Yeah, that's what they say, but the whole point of this thing is I think it's more Kraft and the Crafts and Wolf are, are picking the players. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Can I, so where do we have Alex Van Pelt? We I had him, him on higher. the same tier as Grow and Mayo. You think he belongs on the tier with Elliot Wolf and Jonathan Kraft? That's too high. I mean, what's the most important decision they're going to make? Quarterback. Who is going to be the most influential person on the quarterback? It should be Van Pelt. Okay. Yeah. I'm done here. <laughs> yeah, but they also have a lot of other needs. So let's say they go to all the, the other free, needs pale in comparison. All right, to quarterback. But, but free don't agency, be one of those people. Oh, you go, Rasta, you need a left tackle. You need no, you well, need a quarterback I mean, eventually. So, like, but like the rest of their players in free agency, if they're going to spend money or save money, are they leaning on Van Pelt for that, or really just the quarterback? Uh, quarterback. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to have influence on the rest yeah. of it, too. They're going to bring in receivers. They're going to bring in tight ends. He is the offensive coordinator. Where do you put Robin Glazer in this? Uh, below that. Yeah, I don't think she's picking players. No, she's I'm probably, uh, I would she, say. She might be in on the financials of so said players. I would say Covington yeah. is with McAdoo. Yeah. And I then agree. a tier below that is Glazer and Springer. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the special teams. Tier. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. So, so we can we recap? Have, yeah, we is can. this everybody? Uh, I think it is. Anybody uh, of note? How about a strength coach? Strength coach? Paul Perillo? Duran Mayer. Where would you put him? Fred Kirsch? Where'd you Fred put him? Kirsch be high on the... Fred Kirsch, yeah. He's kind of a big deal. All big right, so swing and you know what. Who's running the Patriots? Who's in charge of the Patriots? And this is as it relates to roster specifically, but in the well, top... it's the organization. Organization. So top tier. Yeah, because I don't think Robin Glazer has any, any impact on the roster. Yeah, right. That's right. So it's the whole power structure, importance to the future success. Bill Belichick tier is Robert Kraft. Okay. Unnamed second tier, Jonathan Kraft and Elliot Wolf. So we need a name for... I thought I wanted Alex Van Pelt on that tier. Oh, you did. Let me put Alex Van Pelt. Let's oh, fly him say up. around here? Yeah. You want to go with uh, Dan Quayle, very famous vice president, Dan Quayle? No, because he wasn't important. Well, the VP, I mean, all these guys kind of pale in comparison to Robert Kraft. And this How about guy. Kamala Harris? Well, I was, okay, that's sort of what I was saying. Cheney. <laughs> but Kamala Harris is really important because the, the guy looks any like minute any now. minute now. Yeah, any minute could now. stumble down that's the steps point. of Air Force One Taking and it's over. over. Yep. Uh, third tier is Gerard Mayo and Matt Groh currently. So they are Drew Holiday. What does that mean? Important? Okay. You're not sure how important. Sometimes measuring their importance is <laughs> That's difficult. Good. No, I like that. That's good. See, don't why why do you no. question my abilities I think to tear? I think that's part of it. I think if you weren't getting questioned, you wouldn't maybe be able to come up with some of these. Okay, fair. Yeah. Fourth tier is Covington and McAdoo. Um I'm thinking like maybe nighttime radio. <laughs> You're on every day, but, like, are you on every day? Right. Yeah. If you went away, would people notice? Yeah. No, they wouldn't. And I'm about to go away in the end of March. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. No, well, yeah. I'll be on the pregame, though, so don't worry about I that. I will not be. And then Robin Glazer and uh, Springer are on the, the bottom tier. So, um... In the war room. You think I they'll both think be there? Springer's going to oh, be no, in Springer. the war room. In the weight room. <laughs> uh, Hammer time. Hype. What's that? Hype? I feel like there's, he's a hype man, Springer. He's an energy guy. Yeah, and yeah. the hype yeah, of her That's true. is more than it really should. I just had a tremendous night. Oh, you, telling you, you feel good about fine that? Fine job. All right. Very good. Champion. All right, that's uh, Tier Tuesday in the book. Another uh, home run of a of a Tier Tuesday. I, don't you like this idea? I like this idea. And I idea. think people are going to pick apart the Alex Van Pelt position. They might just a little bit. I think you do a little bit. Well, you no, I mean, uh, what you already mentioned earlier, we got to go, but the, <laughs> we got to go. go. The show's over. But the Alex Van Pelt or or, or waiting quarterback in importance. Yeah. Like, I, I agree so with that. So the guy coaching the quarterback, yeah. molding That's the quarterback. That's what scares me so much because I don't, I don't love Alex Van Pelt to the fact that he is as important as he is. I kind of agree with you how important okay. he is. But all right, so we're still talking about the We have two months to talk about the draft, and we're going to do it every single night on this show. It's the biggest it's draft. The biggest thing. Ro- didn't yeah. Robert Kraft tell us that? This is in the biggest years. draft ever. 
Biggest in his oh, ownership. Yeah, for his ownership. Yeah, for sure. That's what I mean by ever, not ever. ever. All right, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. We have Grab Bag coming up at 920. You guys can weigh in 617-779-7937. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keith Show on WEEI. I think they're going to take the quarterback, but I will continue to say every chance I get is a uh, paid mouth slash hot take artist um, that they should trade down unless they know that they have the quarterback and there are no reservations at all and that they're not going to have Sam Darnold or Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or you name the quarterback that ended up on the scrap heap. Unless you know that, don't take it. That was Tom E. Curran on a uh, appearance with Rich Eisen, the first ever paid mouthpiece. I think he's a paid mouthpiece. For the organization. Rich Eisen was the first ever hire by the NFL Network. Yeah. still And he's still there. Does a good job. Good bang for their buck. Absolutely. That was a guy who's... I, mean, I don't know how much she's making, so maybe... The marquee... Uh, he's, like, related to Paul Perillo or something. Rich Eisen is? I don't know. They're pals. Really? They got, like, a connection. Huh. Remember we ran into him at the Super Bowl one year. Yeah, like that. Anyway. Um, uh, but, but he's of the, like... You can't possibly know the quarterback is so... He wants him to trade down. Because you can't possibly know. Man, I don't, have a doubt. Tra- I don't want to trade down Did you have doubt all. when you married your wife? Did I have doubt? No, I did not. Was this a trick question? I don't know. I'm just checking. No, I did not. The day after? No. <laughs> <laughs> more and more every day since? Yeah. No, I, uh, I didn't. But this is... Th- there's only three scenarios, I think... Barring, like, you're getting Justin Jefferson all of a sudden, but I don't really buy that one as, like, realistic. Okay. So there's only three scenarios that Oh, I yeah, would... their GM, by the way, today at the Combine said, haven't thought about it once in terms of trading him. <laughs> Why the hell would you? Well, you want to get fired. Yeah, maybe. He also said a lot of stupid stuff about Justin Jefferson. Did you see it? I didn't hear him, no. He absolutely is the best receiver and as such deserves to be compensated that way, is absolutely the best player, is not a quarterback, absolutely be, deserves to be compensated that like oh, so he's just raising the price on his own guy <laughs> if i'm his owner i'm like yeah. seriously what the f are you doing like, good news bad news justin is not upset anymore but we have to pay him 300 million dollars right. <laughs> like uh i think he is the best receiver that's the sort of a side topic for another day but i think he is the if i had to pick one and you know me i have 20 in my top 10 next tuesday has a tier wideouts I See think, you next Tuesday. I think Jefferson's the uh, the best one. So my three scenarios where I won't kick and scream on draft night would be Marvin Harrison, whatever quarterback is still there, or trade up for Caleb Williams. Okay. I I don't think there's a scenario where they trade down where I'm like that's the ticket. Like there's not no, even. I don't think so. So three first round picks. No, because then you're walking away with like a tackle. So after this whole season, what about three first round picks to eleven or eight, and you take JJ McCarthy. I hate that even more because I don't like McCarthy. And you're a Bo Nix guy. What if they take Bo Nix eleven? Uh, I would say that's too much. It's too okay. high. Okay. It's too high. So like, I, I have my thing. Like, I think what if Bo they Nix... take Bo Nix thirty four and at eleven take best player available? The problem is that best player available won't be one of the top three receivers. So that's why I'm kind of anti that. Play. Okay. Yeah. So I just think you, unless they trade down to like six, but I don't really, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like you're going too low in this draft. You're missing out on the three quarterbacks and the three wide receivers. 
then I'm like, well, why the hell? Best tackle. Yeah, it's like, and great. Now you have next year's pick, which is nice. And I'm not saying never, like, add picks for the future. Like, I get th- that being a value. But depending on who you trade with and then you're staring at them the whole time and does it work out like it did with the, the, the Bears this year? Or do you get, like, the 15th pick next year and you missed out on one of these top-tier talents this year? Also, the other wild card in this is another quarterback. A veteran, a trade, a signing, and okay. I yeah. wonder there is there an issue with tipping your hand? Like if you sign Baker Mayfield, doesn't that tip your hand a little? Yeah, but I still think your third pick is super valuable. No, but like, is are it you meaning less in a valuable? trade? Yeah. Uh, so you're not taking a quarterback, I'm assuming, because you signed Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins, whoever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost like you want to trade for, say, Justin Fields and do it draft night, so that everything is on the table, so that you haven't tipped your hand at all. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Like, what uh, does that? When does Baker Mayfield sign? When do those guys sign? Before then, in conjunction with the draft, absolutely yeah. before yeah. then. Or mm. maybe that puts the we're open for business sign like. We signed a quarterback, so we could now do anything. We could take Marvin Harrison. We can trade. Yeah. If you want a quarterback, you better trade to yeah, us kind of true. thing. So I don't know. I just wonder if that plays a factor into the dealings. Now, I think, and there was some audio from, I, I mentioned earlier, NBC Sports Boston with Elliot Wolf that he kind of almost said, you know, we're going to take the best guy available, assuming we take a quarterback. Like he I think they're taking a quarterback. Everything he said today, the way he yeah. talked about quarterbacks, quarterback position, the way he kind of crapped all over Mac Jones, body language, things of that nature, vagaries, toughness. Uh-huh. I think they're taking a quarterback. Yeah, we'll get to that body language line coming up and uh, what another national media member had to say about the Patriots sitting there at number three. We'll get to that. Three hours down, one hour to go on the Rich Keefe Show. You can join us as well at 617-779-7937 and grab bag coming up 920 here on WEEI.